Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is that you leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everyone, to The Table. Uh, We are going to continue our conversation today uh, around the discipleship pathway as we have covered the first two parts of it and are now entering the third part of our discipleship pathway. Uh, It's been a great topic of discussion. I've enjoyed talking with you, Drew, over this and looking back and looking ahead. So first of all, before we go into this idea of community, Drew, give us an idea of what we've talked about in the past here. Yeah, um, so what we're we're talking about this discipleship pathway as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus. How do we uh, grow in our discipleship? How do we grow as followers of Jesus? Um, How are we spiritually formed? And we've talked Mm -hmm. about the first part being how we think or the way that we learn and how we want to have the mind of Christ and think like Jesus. And when we start to think like Jesus, then we start to act like Jesus and the way that we think informs our behavior. So then we talked about practices and we spent last podcast talking about the different practices that we put in our life intentionally so that we can grow and look more like Jesus. Um, And so those are the first um, two places we've been and spent a little bit of time there, and I'm excited to, to dive into this third piece. So today we're going to cover the topic of community. Yeah. Drew, give us an overview of this. Yeah, so for me, this is out of the three, the one that I am most passionate about, the one that excites me the most. Yeah. Um, as people have heard me talk about from the stage before, um, I'm an extremely extroverted person who loves to do life with people. And so the idea of how can we create community, what life in community is all about, um, is an aspect of this pathway that I get really um, excited about. So I'm sure that'll come through um, as I'm talking today. Mm-hmm. So f- please feel free to interrupt me as I as we I go. Will. <laughs> um, but this idea of community is this is kind of the the container that um, the first two live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we when we talk about this, we can learn and we can practice. But doing it together with other people, doing life together. Um, and how that plays itself out is so important. So I'm looking forward to kind of diving a little deeper into that. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you can do the first two uh, topics, the the Jesus narrative and the, the putting the steps into action. You can do those by yourself, yep. on your own, uh, and you will get a little bit of progress there. But when you add this element of community in yep. here, uh, it, it changes the ball game, and it makes it makes life of church. Uh, much better. It makes it uh, more fulfilling. For sure. Uh, I encourage the listeners, if you haven't done this already, go back and listen to the previous two episodes. That's going to cover the the topics previous we talked about, uh, and and then come into this one again. So stop right here, go back, listen again, and now let's enter into community. Uh, So Drew, uh, the the writer James Brian Smith, who we've pulled a little bit of this from again, Opens up with a peculiar community. Yeah, describe some of that to us. Yeah, so that that was one of my favorite chapters in the book and fra- favorite ideas as we start to think about this. Because again, the thing about community and why is as you just said, you can practice some of these things in isolation, and some of that's good, mm-hmm. right? You want to have some personal quiet time, silence and solitude done by yourself on your own with God is good. How you study the scriptures and what you read and what you think about, obviously that happens um, a lot on your own, but doing it in the with other people is where the where a lot of the formation happens and that's because people are difficult mm-hmm. let's just call it for what it is <laughs> <laughs> people are difficult doing life with people sometimes is inconvenient right mm-hmm. um and so that's where you start to sharpen that's where you start to love because you're doing it with people who are different than you and not just the same 
the thing I like about the peculiar part, to get back to your question, um, is this, is there's a lot of people and a lot of groups and a lot of areas in this world where you can find community. I've given the example before of the running group in Oregon that I was a part of that. From the outside looking in when I first said, I mean, they loved each other well, they took care of each other. Um, but the thing that they were missing was the hope in Jesus. Right. And the redemption. It wasn't a redemptive community. It was just a community of people who loved each other, and it looked very common. And as a Christian community, we should look a little bit strange to the world. Yeah. We should look different. As Christians, we're, the, you know, it's called ecclesia is the, mm-hmm. word, the mm-hmm. word we find in Scripture, which is the called out ones. Yeah. So as a group, as a community, we are called out out of this world to look different than the world, not to just fit in and look the same. And so the community that we have, when people see it, that should look different to them than what they're normally seeing around them. And not different in the way of um, how we look, how we dress, any of that things, but different in the way of how we love each other, how we interact, how we care for each other, how generous we are with one another. That should be markers for us of a peculiar community um, and different because we are focusing and centering our lives around Jesus and not centering our lives around ourselves. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. So many times people are looking for community in all different areas. Exactly. I love that you pointed that out from, uh, you know, uh, baseball teams to tailgating prior to football games, uh, um, workout group, physical fitness uh, groups, all kinds of areas where people are just looking to connect with one another. But whenever you interject Jesus into the conversation and bring hope uh, that you were just talking about, It really does. It, it creates this peculiar group of people uh, that just look different, that feel different. I'm um, thinking about back in, in, in my former um, ministry days in Louisiana, there have been several times where uh, I would walk into a certain type of group of people in the church, mm-hmm. uh, and it, things were a little awkward at first getting to know each other, but there was something different there, uh, and it was surrounded around love, that yep. each one of them loved each other, and invited you into the conversation, wanted you to, to share in the same hope that they have and yep. to see uh, that Christ has done a work in them and it can do the same work in you, and it just draws you to it. Have you ever had some type of experience like that? Yeah, for sure. And I think that I think that's such a great point. And, and part of it that I think what makes it peculiar and makes it our own is there's this big... Uh, meta-narrative, right? To go back to there, it's this big story that we're all a part of, that mm-hmm. we were all broken, mm-hmm. that we all need Jesus, and that Jesus came in and rescued us and healed us. So when you are a part of a Christian community, you all have that in common, and that all becomes, in some way, shape, or form, part of your story, Yeah. right? And so we share that, which allows conversations to go deeper, allows us to love more, because we recognize you're broken, you're yeah. sinful, you have a part of you that was broken that is now healed, and, and so do I. Mm-hmm. And so we can love each other in that. You know, for me, yeah. I think the place that I experienced that most was in college, um, which happens to a lot of people because you got more time, more freedom yeah. um, in college. But we had a group of guys that we just got together, and no matter what happened, and even now, we'll still get together occasionally now, have some guy nights where we'll get together and meet and we immediately can dive in and go deep, and we haven't seen each other in six months to a year, but we can immediately dig into each other's lives, immediately ask how we're doing, um, because our community was different. We were vulnerable. We were honest. We gave, we allowed other people to have access to our lives that yeah. not everyone else did, and mm-hmm. that's a huge key, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. how much 
access are you allowing other people to have? Yeah. And once yeah. you allow people to, to not only have access to your life, to ask you difficult questions, but also know that you're going to give them permission to speak truth into yeah. you, yeah. then that helps that grow. And that just looks different because even like you said, in some areas you walk in and it's like, we're going to be good, but we're going only to this level. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this and we yeah. can have community around this, but don't ask me how anything else is yeah. going. Yeah. So that brings up uh, the next level of this is, is diving into those layers. Yep. What can you do while you're in community? I was talking with Larry Baxter the other day uh, and he was describing how you can be interjected into these communities, your uh, baseball team, soccer team, whatever that may be, where you're surrounded by a group of people that you wouldn't normally be surrounded with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can move into that community uh, on, on a worldly level, maybe not a worldly level, but a, just a general level, you yep. could say, uh, but to interject and, and cause Christ to be the center of it, uh, one could take a, a step of you actually sharing your faith yep. with those you come in contact with in that community yep. group. It also takes place here at the church and in, yep. in the community that's built around the church, but you can also do it in uh, in the world as well. So uh, describe some of sharing your faith and community. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think that's been one of the things as, as, as we've talked about this and as we you hear about how you think, how you live, and how you do that in community, what I hope you don't hear is, okay, add one more thing to your schedule. Yeah. Just, yeah. okay, you've got to do one more thing. You've got to be in a men's group that meets mm-hmm. in the mornings. Then you've got to be in a small group and this and that and whatever. I understand that we live in a time that's very busy, and a lot of us are in seasons of life where our kids' life is very busy. And so I'm not, we are not asking people or telling people to add one more thing to your plate. We're just telling you to be more intentional where you're at. Absolutely. Right. So whether that is on the baseball field, say you're at the baseball field three times a week. So how do you, how are you intentional with those conversations? Mm -hmm. Right. How do you put your phone down and sit next to the person that you're sitting next to and say, hey, how are you doing? Tell me a little bit. How's Where do you day? work? Yeah, How's your day been? On? Start to dig in a little bit there. And I think, so that's a part of a bigger story or bigger idea of one of the first things you can do is be in be with people who are similar to yourself. So you have a common interest, right? Mm-hmm. So people know before we've talked about it, you enjoy hunting, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what does it look like for you to, to get with a couple guys who already are going to go hunting, Go hunting together yeah. and just be intentional with how you allow people have access to your life. Set yeah. up, hey, when we get together on the drives, when we're driving to go hunt, let's check in. How How's your time with the Lord yeah. been? Be able to ask, you know, have some accountability there. Give people permission to ask those questions yeah. and just be an intentional with that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a, if this is something that you're desiring, lead into that. Yeah. Be vulnerable. Let Absolutely. people know, Absolutely. hey, this is, this, these are my weak areas. These are the areas that I struggle in, and I would love for you to come in and ask me how I'm doing yeah. in that. Yeah. That will immediately take whatever relationship or group you're a part of to that next level. Certainly, certainly. And with the area of hunting, you can do that individually. Yep. Uh, but there are certainly many areas in hunting where you can do that in a community. Yep. It may take a few times because guys are a little stone cold yep. to break break some of those barriers and get to the next level. So maybe you are just talking about hunting at first, but you got to move past that point yep. at some level a few times in. So you get into community and are talking with friends and all of a sudden, the elephant in the room pops up. We have a disagreement. Mm. Uh, what are you going to do at that point, Drew? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so that, again, as I said, uh, people are difficult, right? And this is this is where the sharpening and the formation comes in. Mm-hmm. Because you learn to disagree um, in love. Mm-hmm. And you learn to disagree. And, um, you know, that famous line from uh, Anchorman, agree to disagree, yeah. right? You were just going to agree to disagree here. And that's where you start to... 
um, land on some of these ideas of what are some essential things that we need to agree, agree on and what are some things that are some non-essential things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we talk a lot about around here. So if you haven't come to the Discovering Calvary class, I encourage you to. Um, but in that we talk about our beliefs and we talk about some of these things are essential. These are some things that are pretty important for us to agree upon. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to agree on who Jesus is, the, the, the way God's Word has authority in our life, what sin is, why we are in need of a Savior. These are some essential things. But then there are some other things that are some non-essentials mm-hmm. that we want to make sure that we love each other well through and to say, okay, that's how you feel. That's okay. We disagree, but we can love each other in that. Um, and I love the words that he uses in the book, they, that you show people charity. Yeah. You show yeah. people charity in that and say, okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the benefit of the doubt. I disagree, but this is not something that is pertinent for us to agree on. Yeah. Um, so is that something for you? Have you ever been in a, in a situation or something where that's happened and you've had to do that? I don't know that I've been in a situation that, uh, that has lended itself to that, but you can see the beauty in, you know, there are things that, um, that you can disagree on and still not separate your friendship. You know, yeah. there are some things that, uh, that you probably need to take a stand on, and that may cause a separation in a community there. Yep. But there are many things that you can just go, let's agree to disagree. It's not a game changer. You know, Jesus is the only way. Let's keep that the yep. center focus. Exactly. Uh, and you can pray with people. You can share community. You can live in accountability. We'll talk about that in just a minute with one another and still disagree. It's okay. Yeah. We we are a family here. And when there's families there, there's going to be disagreements yep. there. I don't always agree with the things my brother or sister does, but I still love them. Yep. And they're still a part of my family. So I'm yep. going to reach out to them. I'm going to talk with them. And that's how community is built is through a family model. Yeah. And so there's great, great advice to, to not cast out those who disagree with you so easily. I agree. And I think it's also one of those points as you're, as you're saying this, it's, it's causing me to remember like, there's an aspect to it where, as followers of Jesus, we humble ourselves, yeah, right? And certainly. so whatever that disagreement, what does it look like for you to take the lower seat there mm-hmm. and be okay with yeah. not being right, not being the one to have the yeah. last word mm-hmm. um, in that discussion, but to let it rest where it is, you know? And so sometimes one of the topics that will come up that will cause this is um, that is a non-essential one that we talk about in Discovering Calvary is, can you drink yeah. and can you not drink, yeah. right? And yeah. this this will hit different people different ways. And my stance on that and our stance that we take here is that it's a liberty that you have. Yeah. But my hope is this. If I'm in a small group, I'm in community, that's someone who um, struggles with alcohol, that has an addiction to alcohol, that being around yeah. alcohol is a stumbling block for them, I hope that I'm big enough to say, okay, then obviously this doesn't need to be a case and this doesn't even need to be an argument. Yeah. If this is something that you struggle with, then as a brother or sis- as, as your brother, if you're my sister in Christ, if it's that way, then... I'm just going to abstain from it for yeah. your benefit because mm-hmm. I realize, again, Jesus is the main thing, and I don't want to cause you to stumble, Yes, right? And so I think it's being able to humble ourselves, even in our own opinions and thoughts when we disagree, and not saying, okay, well, we'll just ad- agree to dis- disagree. Yeah, I'm right. You're mm-hmm. still wrong. But to say, you know, not have the last word and be able to humbly come to that and yeah. not... And again, that's where that idea... That's why I like that word charity so much, yeah. because yeah. It, with charity, it's, it's it's a humbling of yourself. It's a lower position that you're taking, Certainly. and not someone where, well, I still think you're right, and I still think I'm better than you. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. No, it's a gift to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to put you above what I think and, and allow, that, allow peace to be there. And charity builds trust. Exactly. I mean, once you break that barrier of going, okay, we disagree on one thing here, yep. uh, but we're still going to love each other. We're still going to press into each other. 
that builds trust, which can lead into building accountability yeah. and getting vulnerable. This is the hardest one for guys specifically, and really all church members. We have yeah. a hard time of breaking down barriers enough to be accountable to one another and to share our struggles with one another. Yep. Um, looking over the past generation or past decades or so that I've uh, been a believer, uh, there have been very few times where I've been so close with somebody that, that I could build that accountability. There has been and there is right now, and I yep. love that. Uh, I've found in you know in, in my walk with Christ that my I'm deeper in growth whenever that takes place. Yep. But accountability is so important. Yeah, it is. And again, you can't really have community, in my opinion, if you're not honest and accountable to Absolutely. one another because you just don't know each other. Mm-hmm. You, 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 there, there's not that trust built. And so um, being able to, one, have accountability, but know that you can be accountable and whatever you say is going to stay right there at the table, right? Yeah, Everything's going to stay right there. And so that's so important. I wish we had a, a female joining us right now to speak yeah. a little bit from the female perspective of how that, of how this works itself out. I know from a, we can speak from a male perspective yeah. um, and give our best guess to try yeah, to do the female absolutely. side of things. Um, but from a male perspective, it's difficult and it takes boldness and it takes leadership to be the one to put yourself out there and to quote unquote, get touchy feely or to be able to get out, put your stuff out there and say, Hey, this is my junk. This is what I'm struggling with. And I almost guarantee you, me and you meet with guys all the time. Most guys are struggling with a lot of the same things. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely. a lot of the same things, and they think they're... And they refuse to share about it. refuse to share about it. And one, because they think they're the only ones that are yeah. struggling with it. Yeah. And, it. And there is so much freedom to be realized that we are struggling with the same thing. I think the women would say, yeah, they're, they, they, they struggle with the same worries. They struggle with the same temptations. They struggle with the same things. And once you start to bring that to the table, then you realize you've got guys or you have women, you have people, a community around you who you're locking arms with Mm -hmm. and walking with and not trying to figure this out on your own in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Looking into the final layer that we're going to talk about today of community uh, is the topic of worship. We've Mm -hmm. covered this in previous podcasts, specifically just talking about worship. Uh, but here in the aspect of community, yeah. uh, we can do this within the church. We definitely encourage it to to worship together on Sundays yeah. is our time to get together. Uh, but you can also do this with brothers and sisters in other churches. It's yeah. not exclusive to our church alone. I love that when whenever there's a, a community event where we can worship together with different denominations, different churches around the area yep. who maybe don't have exactly the same uh, theological ideas that we do, yep. uh, but there's a foundation there. And so describe some of that for us. Yeah, man. And I, I, I will talk very shortly here, and then yeah. I want to flip the script sure, here a little bit, sure. I want, because this is this is your area that yeah. I want you to mm-hmm. talk about that fr- from, a, from a worship perspective. But again, if we are living life as God has called us to live, in my opinion, we are going to get beat up throughout the week. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so the time for me in Oregon, out there, post-Christian culture, Man, I, by the end of the week, I was getting so beat up by talking with people, people turning me down, um, slandering my beliefs, why yeah. I'd moved out there, that I could not wait to get to Sunday to worship with people who had the same, uh, that, w- that had the same thing in common, that we shared the same story and we could worship God together. Mm-hmm. And it was a place of safety and a place, me, place of refreshment yeah. so that I could go back into the rest of the week. And I feel like that's what God has called us to do. And when we view it like that, then that completely changes the context of why we gather together mm-hmm. on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that is that is the most important thing of community when worship is it allows us to gather together to refresh ourselves as we mm-hmm. go back and scatter again. Absolutely. But 
as the worship pastor yeah. here and someone who's put way more thought into this yeah. than I have, why don't you tell us a little bit more about worship and Sure, community? sure. I have a, uh, a quote in my office sitting on the wall right next to me that I can look at it every day. Uh, I don't look at it every day, but it is, it's the closest one to me. It's by John Piper, uh, and it's very long, so I won't give you the whole thing, but basically it says that, uh, that the people come together in his hope and dream and my hope the same way. Uh, is that when people come together on Sunday, yeah, they're bringing the brokenness in. Uh, maybe they don't like one another in the room even. Uh, but Or maybe they are just enjoying the fellowship prior to the service or p- right after the service. But for the sake of that fellowship, they sacrifice that time to worship God together in unity mm-hmm. and lifting up one voice. And they come expecting, and it's just like a Thanksgiving dinner with a big platter on the table, and you're just enjoying that fellowship of yeah. family. Uh, that's what we want to uh, to conjure up here uh, on Sunday mornings to build is that idea that we are gathered, we want to speak into each other's lives and community, but whenever the time of worship comes for the Unified Church here, for us together at 9 and 10, 20 and 11, 40, that we sacrifice all those for just a moment. Yep. We come together, we're going to sing the same exact words together. And I love looking over the crowd mm-hmm. uh, whenever we sing, uh, God, you're so good, for yeah. example. Uh, looking over the crowd, following the sermon mm-hmm. uh, that that just would relay the message of Christ so so perfectly, perfect. Um, and looking out over the crowd and, and seeing all the different people in there, yeah. some of whom maybe don't talk to each other. Maybe they've never met each other. Many of whom are, are close friends. Some have been here for a long time. Some have just just walked in the door. Yep. And you see them all singing the same thing. God, you're so good. We're unified. We're looking up. It's no longer about our own agendas at that yep. point. And it is so beautiful. Yep. That's what I love. That's what gives me joy in ministry. Yep. Uh, and I hope that we can continue to do that in the days ahead. Yeah. Drew, we are almost out of time here, man. We have covered a, a lot of topics in the past three weeks here very quickly. Yes. So we encourage you. Uh, listen to these podcasts. They're, they're important, but go home and do some studying. There's lots of books to read. Yep. Of course, the Apprentice series by James Brown Smith. We want you to, to go through that with us. Drew and I have done that together. Um, the, the Celebration of Disciplines. Yep. Uh, Richard Foster, right? Or yeah, Dallas, yeah. Dallas Willard? Richard, Dallas Richard, Willard okay. did one. Richard Foster is Celebration of Disciplines. Yes, yeah. okay. Uh, Drew, is there anything you'd like for us to wrap up and take home with us? Yeah, again, um, I feel like we could we could talk. I could talk at least for another hour on on this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I want to say is, we were not created to live in isolation. Yeah, we were created for community. We were created to do life together. Yeah. Um, and I know as an extrovert, as I'm talking to potentially some introverts that are listening to this, that feels very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not saying that that community has to be 50 people, but that community can be four or five that you're just really intentional with. And probably as an introvert, you're probably a little bit better at being intentional than an extrovert is because an extrovert is trying to balance yeah. so many relationships certainly, at once. Certainly. So don't hear this as a, uh, only something that only extroverts can do. It's yeah. something that, that introverts can do and sometimes are better at. But the enemy's ploy is to get us in isolation. Mm. If the enemy can get us in isolation, then he can start to change the way that we think. He yep. can start to change the way yep. that we live. And community allows us to stay on track, to look differently, to have accountability, um, to be able to include others who look different than us, and people to have access to our lives to say, hey, I noticed something's different here. 
are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, then the enemy will be able to pull you in a direction that will pull you away from Christ. This world is yeah. going to be able to draw us away if we don't have that community around us. Um, so I would encourage you, if you are not in community, please let us know. Help us find it. Again, yeah. whether that's you're just more intentional on the baseball field, great. You're more intentional in your yoga class, great. Whatever that is, if it is a small group, you're looking for a community, please let us know so that we can help you find that, so that you can have people to walk with you, so that you can continue to grow as a follower of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. and all these three steps, again, they're not step one, step two, step three. They all work together. Yep. And whenever you're all doing all three of them, it's it's really the good and beautiful community, exactly. the good and beautiful life, and the good and beautiful God. Yep. Drew, thanks for walking us through this. It's been a great topic of discussion. Listeners, tune in next week to the table. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. Music was provided by Heath Bentley. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.